1: From Barangaroo Studios, the Osbiz COB is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It is the 13th of July. This is the COB, the stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Cara Ordway is here with me. Cara, I was on air to finish this session. I didn't actually take note at the time that it was a photo finish for the S&P 6200 but it was a negative one. I mean, losing one point
0: yeah if you look to the chart for today it was a pretty negative one wasn't yeah. it the trend was definitely the friend to the downside it was pretty much from 11am just trickled lower and as you said yeah finished in the
1: red so this is uh, the close i should say is brought to you by markets.com and uh, if we take a look at where the real pain did come through it was the big banks cba down by seven tenths of a percent now nah, bucked that trend there putting on a quarter of 1%. Uh, but you had BHP, the big miner, off by close to 6 tenths of a percent. But again, a mixed picture because you got Rio so and mix. Fortescue up.
0: Yeah, FMG up uh, nearly 2.5%, uh, but really very mixed across the board. Real estate, a lot of red on the board. Healthcare CSL finishing in the green up around point one eight percent
1: If we take a look at some of the market winners... Uh, look no further than NearMap after upgrading, raising its outlook, and that did really good things for its share price up by about 14%. Because don't forget, we're heading into reporting season, right, so we're getting some of these upgrades and uh, downgrades. And SciTech Pivot had a good day. NRW Holdings, or a bit of news associated with those ones. On the flip side, though, if we want to just be fair and round out the conversation. Uh, We did see A2 Milk, uh, Platinum Asset Management, I should say, the worst performer after it updated on funds under management, Whitehaven Coal, Challenger, and Charter Hall.
0: Yeah, Plenty was another one that finished in the green. They just released some results in terms of uh, number of loans that they're going. They're focusing on the personal side. Uh, a lot of those bank customers, the traditional bank customers, they're capturing there. They're focused on renewable energy and the automotive space. There's so some good numbers for them as well. And I spoke to the CEO this afternoon, so check mm.
1: that one out. Yeah, that would be good. Um, listen, to end the day... Well, I'll name drop as well, too. We had uh, <laughs> Henry Jennings from Marcus today. He gave us a buy, hold, sell. If that is your bag, you can access that via the show notes. But also attend the day, uh, more significantly here in Sydney, we did have an announcement from the Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, and uh, the New South Wales State Premier, Gladys Bergiklian, that more stimulus is on its way for businesses and for uh, workers impacted by this latest lockdown in Sydney, which, you know, y- you got to think it could potentially be extended and uh, we'll watch for some of the commentary when we get the jobs data later this week because, you know, that that will help sort of form the view of where it goes to from here.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure it will be included in this one, but certainly it will affect, you would have thought, the consumer confidence numbers out this week. But yes, long term, you would think that this lockdown is going to be extended uh, and certainly it will have an impact on on what we see in those numbers. Yeah, Um, I had
1: a good chat with Sarah Hunter from the Oxford, BIS Oxford Economics later in the session. Um, again, it comes down to vaccination rate, but she's keeping a very close eye on what the situation unfolds like in the UK because, of course, they are uh, relatively mass, mass vaccinated. They've broken, she said, that link between COVID and hospitalizations already, but she said, we still don't know what normalization looks like even Mm -hmm. anywhere in the world really
0: yeah the number of cases that are coming out of the UK are still absolutely insane and you would think after the weekend that was with the football that they are going to increase as well but they're a test case right the rest Mm -hmm. of the world are watching them very closely and
1: I always find it interesting because we forget I think here is they want If there's going to be another wave, they're going to see this spike. They want it to happen in the summer months as opposed to the winter. Exactly. Because we see what happens when everybody's a little bit under the weather and uh, the Delta strain gets out. But uh, to put a positive spin on, you know, what is a very serious situation for many, many people in the greater Sydney area in particular, we spoke with Junbei Lu from Tribeca Investment Partners So she's looking at companies that have been impacted by lockdowns for potential buying opportunities. So if you'd like to get her six lockdown stocks, you can do so via the show notes. Akara, we've got some data um, coming this week, coming tonight in the United States, it's going to be interesting. Will it inspire volatility in FX markets? A lot of people have said no. A
0: lot of people have said that this is going to be a boring number. I think the forecast for that inflation rate uh, in the US is 4.9%. So Mm -hmm. if we see anything above five, potentially... We could see a push higher for the greenback, that US dollar, particularly against the Aussie. But to be honest, I was looking at the Aussie just before I came in and I thought my screen was frozen because <laughs> it wasn't moving at all. So maybe that sums up how quiet and kind of a nothing session today was, is that it's just sit and wait until
1: that number comes out. Yeah, we kind of feel like that in general, I think, in the market right now. Had a chat to finish the day with uh, Tim Edwards from s Global in London. And they were just in the holding pattern. I mean, we were pushing those record highs last month. But since then, what will be the next catalyst? Well, we've got U.S. earnings season really kicking yes. it up a notch tonight with the big banks reporting. So plenty of focus going on that, you know, as well as the inflation read, of course. But again, it's got me thinking about reporting season here with some of the uh, the upgrades that we're seeing coming through. We spoke with Kyle McIntyre from Firetrail about his reporting season watch list. He's always good for a chat Um, and some stock specifics as well. So if you like that, if you're as excited about reporting season as I (laughs) seemingly am, you can listen to that one to get you prepped. But yeah, it's going to be so interesting to hear what Australian companies are saying about wages, you know, exactly. and about finding
0: help and uh, input, input costs. costs. Yeah. I tell you what is exciting at the moment, the m activity that we're seeing in Australia. Um, of course, you food sport today by HelloFresh um, out of Berlin, but there's just so much activity going on. This afternoon, I spoke to Luke Larrative from Seneca Financial. He had two other targets in mind, so take a look and a listen at that one. He thinks they might be on the cards for a bit of a takeover and one beneficiary as well. So three stocks that he's watching in that m a space that might be the next go.
1: We're good at teasing people, aren't we? Um, we'll give you some information, will ha, le- Actually, let you listen to the experts now with Kashi's series that he's doing on life-changing stocks. I always feel like we should have some sort of a special effect <laughs> when I say that. A little jingle. Yeah, because he's talking about, um, you know, Companies that will potentially be, you know, 10 baggers, whatever they call them, like ones that can actually change the trajectory of your investment in your portfolio. So he spoke today with Gary Glover from Novus Capital, and he spoke with Howard Coleman from Team Invest. Let's take a listen to the companies that they picked.
0: So I've, I've sort of tried to work backwards here. I've looked at um, what sort of ingredients are, are present in, in the big winners historically, and try to see if i could find one that had some of these or or a few of these ingredients so i've come up with uh Playside studios which is ply is the code i honestly don't know a heap about the stock what i do know is that it develops video games in australia which meets one of our criteria is it to be a new product service or something like a new catalyst so it's a new business there um they also collaborate with disney pixar warner brothers Nickelodeon. so they they basically collaborate with the with the with a big names sort of in, in that um, industry. This is sort of one of those companies if we can get some earnings here in the next one or two years, this has got the potential to to meet, you know, tick a lot of the boxes that would normally come in these 10 bagger sort of stocks here. The one that I would pick is CSL. And CSL has turned in my own portfolio, uh, every $100,000 into more than $1 million in that period of time and obviously for many of our other members. And if you look at it going forward, the population in the developed world is aging, which means there's more and more need for all the products that CSL um, produces. So they've got a combination of two things going for them. More requirement for their product, in other words, greater demand, and more products that they can get out of each liter of blood that they acquire or purchase. I can expect it'll be a wealth winner in the next decade.
1: So, you want to change your life? Playside Studios, P L Y is a ticker code, and good old CSL, <laughs> CSL being the ticker code there. So, if you'd like to change your life, you can catch up with all of that series. Uh, it's on the website, or you can listen to the podcast as well. Hey, what else was floating your boat today, carl
0: I had a really interesting interview actually with Tim Johnson from Apollo Capital. Now, the topic that we were talking about was forks when it comes to crypto. So, there's a new fork happening for Ethereum. It's called the London Fork. What, I know. Fork? I can see your face being confused. I was <laughs> the same. So, basically, it's it's when there's a change in protocol or a, a divergence in direction that the blockchain could go in. Uh-huh. And so, they need to divide the coin. So, it's either a hard fork or a soft fork. And this one's going to be a hard one. So it's basically the coin splitting. It's, you know, it can, it can be quite controversial in terms of it, co- it causes volatility and, and, you know, arguments within those diehard fans of the coins. Mm-hmm. But it's basically a different direction that Ethereum's going to go in. Does it impact the value? So he said it does sometimes because it does cause controversy, Mm -hmm. as I said, and you sometimes see a lot of volatility and it it dilutes it. It, Yeah. Yeah, it dilutes the value sometimes. So definitely it's one to watch. I will listen to that because, again,
1: you know, I feel like... There's just always new stuff to learn in that space, that isn't DeFi there? The DeFi
0: space is just mind-boggling. Yeah, and every really time is. I do an interview, I'm just fascinated by what's going on in that
1: space. Yeah. And you can go down rabbit holes as well. Oh,
0: totally. Yeah. yeah and usually I'm, you know, hitting up Hari in our office <laughs> and uh, saying, Hari, what does this mean?
1: <laughs> He's our uh, DeFi guru in the office. I mean, uh, Unofficial. Or unprofessional, <laughs> I should say, but still always worth a chat. Get old Hari. Uh, so it's all about consumer co- uh, consumer inflation, I should say, in the U.S. tonight. I think it's worthwhile we mention the business confidence report that was came through here today uh, from the NAB. It's monthly and it did retreat, but it retreated from record heights. So there still is quite a lot of business confidence and, and uh, conditions being displayed out there.
0: Yeah, and quite often when we see these lockdowns, that those confidence numbers do snap back very quickly. Um, I had a chat with Tony Morris from Bank of America uh, this afternoon, and he said exactly that. That things yeah. snap back quickly, so even though we will see a drop in that consumer confidence number and business confidence number, um, once we come out of a lockdown, it should be a quick road to recovery.
1: And uh, just before we go, uh, mention of China data. So we saw some pretty strong international trade data. In fact, it topped market expectations. In US dollar terms, export growth accelerated to 32% on year. Uh, Look, obviously that's coming off base effects from the pandemic, but still... Uh, at least CBA is saying that it has eased, this data point has eased concerns about a sharp economic slowdown. Um, they're remaining resilient, but, you know, again, we've got we've to cycle that, that pandemic impact. Um, but, yeah, that sets us up for Chinese GDP that comes later this week as well.
0: Yeah, exactly. But as you said, all about those inflation numbers in the U.S. tonight, you would think that would drive equity markets and then in turn our market in the morning. And
1: U.S. earnings, don't forget about that. Looking forward to all that's to come. Hey, I'll have a chance to chat with you tomorrow, Kara. Sounds good. See ya.